How are you guys tonight? Well, let's pray and get started. Father, we, we thank you that you are truly the antidote to our lives, to everything that was lost, that, that you have come to bring us reconciliation. Lord, we thank you that, that you've given us your faith, that you've, you walk beside us, that you prepare us, that, that any time that we focus on you, we have everything we need. Father, I just ask that you make us more aware of your presence. Lord, we know that you never leave us, you never forsake us, that you're here with us constantly when we know we need you and when we don't know that we need you. But the truth is that we always need you and help us to be aware of that, that every breath that we take, we need you. Father, we love you and we thank you. Lord, I ask that everything said tonight and everything heard tonight will be your voice. Let me be an oracle of your word. Uh, Lord, take me out of it. Let me simply speak your word and what you want to say tonight to, to all of us. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. So, start off, I thought I'd just, just somebody told me maybe y'all might need a little piece of leather to bite on or watch your toes or something like that because I know how to watch mine. Anyway, but let's, let's just to have a little fun. Life's hard. It's a whole lot harder when we don't believe. I don't know if there's any John Wayne fans out there, but I, I thought I'd make a play on that. But life's hard. It really is. There's, there's bad things that happen in our lives. There's things that seem like they are not fair. People will let you down. You'll let people down. Life can be hard, but it's a whole lot harder when we don't believe. We say that we believe, but have we given up our rights and said, Jesus, take my will? No Carrie Underwood fans? Come on. <laughs> it's, but it's true. We say that we believe. And I, I don't... Let me just tell you how I pray. Lord, I believe in you. Lord, I know you're there. Lord, I have faith. Steer my faith in the right direction. Steer my faith towards you and away from the things of the world. Because my faith, and we'll get to that here in a minute, really isn't my own. It's, it's his that he's given. Amen? Fear, anxiety, worry, and doubt have a deadly poisonous root. And it's pride. I'm not the only one that, I, I know I'm not the only one that's dealt with anxiety. Or that has dealt with fear. Or has dealt with worry and doubt. I'm not. But the root is, is deadly and it's poisonous and the root is pride. Because if I'm trying to figure everything out, if I'm trying to be my own source, then I, I, I should be anxious. Think about that for a second. If you and I are trying to be our own source, then we really should be anxious. We have something to fear in that case because we, we're not enough. So when these things come into our lives, when these things come into our minds, when this, when this anxiety, when this fear comes in and starts whispering to us, you know what we can do? We can actually smile and go, whew, I'm glad I'm not responsible for that. 
what makes you not responsible for that is that you trust Jesus, is that you have faith in what he's already done. Because we do have to point our faith in the right direction. We have to realize, we have to be aware when these things are coming into our minds and go, okay, where are these from? Timothy wrote that that God said that I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So if if it's not a sound mind, if it's not powerful, then it's not of God. The only fear we should have of God is is when we're not following him and when we don't have that reverence for him. Like that fear that we should have of God is a reverence of, this is the creator of heaven and earth. The one who set everything into motion, the one that created every molecule. You know why we can ask God to heal us? Because he put us all together. In our mother's womb, he formed us. Every molecule. He's he's the greatest microbiologist ever known. Have you ever thought of Jesus as a microbiologist? He knows it all. Nuclear physics, he knows all of that. He's the most knowledgeable because he created it all. There's nothing lacking in his knowledge. So when we have faith and we trust him, that becomes the antidote to pride. Because we're taking our eyes off of self and we're putting it on him. We're all born with pride, but there is an antidote. And that antidote is faith. I, uh, I was thinking about something the other day that in my kids. When I was little, I had to be really careful. My parents had to be really careful as to what I watched. Because I, I'd have nightmares and I'd have night terrors and and all of these things and it was it was debilitating um but i've seen my kids they've dealt with that some but there's there's a there's a there's a perspective on life that we've planted in our kids to where they really believe one thing and you can ask cohen this anytime Who's going to win? The good guy. Good guy always wins. We have instilled and we have told him that the good guy always wins. But you better have faith if you're going to believe that. You better trust in God if you're going to believe that the good guy wins. And if you're, if you're in Christ, guess what? You're the good guy. Okay? He's put that in you. So that's how we overcome the world. In John 5, 1, it says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. It's like the scripture we we read earlier. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. He doesn't put anything heavy on us because he already bore that cross. That doesn't mean our lives are easy because we have to get out of the way. And if you're like me, I have to get a lot out of the way because I want to figure it out. I want to know how it's, how it's going. Instead, instead of going, okay, God, I know you've given me a next step, but what about the next 10? 
I don't want to step towards this if it ends up being the wrong direction. And God's just telling me, just take the step in faith and I'll reveal the next one to you. And I'll reveal the next one to you. And I'll reveal the next one to you. Because our imaginations aren't big enough for what God has planned for you. This isn't some feel-good, God's plans for you are so big. No, God's plans for the world are so big that the faithfulness you have to take a step towards him in whatever direction that is that you feel that he's calling you to, and that, that you've got conferring witnesses on it, that you're seeing the scripture. This is the direction I need to go. He's looking for obedience. He's looking for faithfulness to give his influence to. Because if you are faithful and you're obedient and you have faith in him, then he's going to even give you opportunities to speak life into people. Like we talked about a few weeks ago, to, to show people the love of the Father. That's what Jesus left us to do is show people the love of the Father because we are one with Him. Amen? So for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So it's like when I tell my son, you don't have to be fearful. Because if you've been born of God, you've overcome the world. If we have been born of God, we have overcome the world. One more time, if we've been born of God, we have overcome the world. We have nothing to worry about that matters. Nothing that matters like this. Everyone that's been born of God has overcome the world. The good guy wins is what I'm trying to say. And I see this confidence in my kids. They don't have those terrors because it's not relying on them to overcome the world. They know that God has set something into action, that when we trust him, when we have faith in him, that we do. We just simply overcome. It's a law of heaven. And it's our faith that gets us there. This is why we love stories and books and movies where the good guy overcomes and wins. If we are in Christ, we are guaranteed the victory. So let's talk a little bit more about faith. Hebrews 11 is what I would call the, the chapter of faith. It talks about, uh, let's go ahead and read some of it. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, for the convictions of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. By faith, we understand the universe was created by the word of God. So that which is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Think about that for a second. Everything we see was not created out of something visible. God saw it. He said it. It happened. He saw it, he said it, and it happened. Guess whose image we're created in? Y'all know that, right? Whose image are we created in? His image. We have the ability to prophesy according to his word. That's more than simply telling the future. 
are things that, hap- that are going to happen. It's when we understand the Word of God, when we know His character, that we're able to walk into situations and prophesy change. Let me caution you. That can be changed for the good or the bad. Jasmine was up a couple of weeks ago and she talked about how she went to the local clinic and it was just in such disorder. And she started praying for that clinic. The next time she goes, there's, there's a new manager. There's, there's things in order. Things are actually cleaner. So was that, was that simple circumstance? I don't believe so. I believe that we have power in our words. And then when we prophesy these things, I was talking to someone else that, that said that, that they were just so anxious about going into this one client. And then on, instead of being anxious on the way and the drive, they just started praying for them because they knew how, that's, how that always worked out. Well, maybe that's how it always worked out isn't how it should because we've been given the authority to speak to that through our faith. Romans eleven six also says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah was warned by God concerning the events yet unseen. I mean, could you imagine, go build a boat and it's never rained? You're crazy, man. And we say Don's crazy. Let, let it all be said of us that we're crazy because we believe God. I'd rather stand up for him and seem a little odd and a little crazy because I know where my power comes from. It's not from me. Amen. There's so much more. I just take time to, to read the Bible. <laughs> it's so good. So... By faith, Noah was warned by God concerning the events yet unseen. In reverent fear, constructed the ark for the saving of, the, of his household. By, by this, he commanded the world, and by this, he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness that, that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of the place and receive an inheritance. I relate to this. Abraham left his family, his people, his tribe, and God sent him out. He said, if you go, I will bless you and I will bless the world through you. It's a simple matter of faith and saying yes. For by faith, he went to live in a land with a promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. When we go out and we say yes to what God says, our children become inheritors of what we've said yes to. You know, we've, tar- we've started this new series on children as arrows. Every one of us, man, get people here Sunday. Our community needs to know how to raise kids. They need to know how to, how to be grandparents. You and I need to know these things as well, amen? And it doesn't matter if you have kids or not. 
because we're called to actually raise people up. We're, we're building the family of God. Whether you have kids or not, you, have, you need to have spiritual children, and you need to have spiritual parents. Amen? Amen. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations for the designer and builder of God. By faith, Sarah herself received the power to conceive even when she was past the age. I think she was 91. Wow, that's incredible. Abraham was 100. Since she considered him faithful who had promised, therefore from one man and him as good as dead were born the descendants as many as the stars of heaven. But it's because Abraham had faith. He had faith in what God said, and he stepped out. Now, that doesn't mean his walk was easy. You know, some of us have an Ishmael out there. You know, maybe he, 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 he took a minute and he said, okay, God said this, I want to work it out. If you don't know that story, you need to go read it. Because Isaac was the, was the son of inheritance, not Ishmael. Ishmael is an act of the flesh. We need to be aware of that. When we get too far ahead of the path that God has lit up for us, and we're going step by step, and we, we have it in our mind. Okay, so in our mind, we're headed down this path, and it looks a certain way. God molds our visions, though, because we're not seeing as he sees. We're seeing it in part, like through a, through a glass dimly, okay? So you may have a target on the wall, but don't be surprised if God's target is 50 miles beyond it. And don't get tripped up when things don't work out exactly as you think they will. Because we have a promise if we, are, if we love God and we are called according to his purposes that he will make all things work for our good. He's going to take you to the target one way or the other. But you have to have faith to get there. I want to go as far down the path to that target as I can. I don't want to circle the mountain over and over. I don't want to circle in the wilderness. Now, he had called Moses, go to the promised land. And again, instead of having faith, Moses got out in the flesh and so did the people. And they circled around the wilderness for 40 years. I want to go to the promised land with my kids, with my grandkids, with my great-grandkids. I want to be as far down the path to the target as possible. But that only comes from having faith in God. It also means you don't look back. We've got to be careful with our rearview mirror. It's there to know where you've been. We need, we need to be somewhat aware, but it says here that if they had been thinking of that land for which they had gone out of, they would have had constant opportunity to return. So when you've left, leave and keep going. Just keep walking with God, amen? So Romans 4 is another, another chapter on faith. What shall be gained? What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, 
but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed in God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Okay, so Abraham was the father of our faith according to scripture. This was before Jesus. This was before the law of Moses. It was faith that justified Abraham. He not only was a man after God's own heart, he was a man of inheritance because he saw the generations to come. And it was his faith, his trust in God. We say faith over and over and over again in church. It's trust. Do you trust that God is good? You know, we really need to, to have more trust in God and more trust in each other. I, I've counseled young married couples for years. Um, and I've counseled parents of children. And, and I, I can't tell you how often I've come in and, and these, these people who loved each other at one time are at each other's throats now because they, they built walls and they don't trust each other. They'll say, well, he does this and he does that. And, and I don't want our kids raised that way. That's, that's a big one I've seen. It's two people that want their kids raised different ways. One time I, I asked one of them, I said, Do you, is, is he a good dad? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Does he love his kids? Absolutely. He loves his, he's one of the best. He loves his kids more than anybody I know. Well, everything you described about said the opposite. Just because it doesn't line up with what you thought or what you said. Would you trust that he is a good dad? You believe that, but do you trust it? It's like we have something in our head sometimes that goes awry. I think it's the whispers of the enemy. Does your wife love you or not? I hope the answer is yes. So are you building a case against her the whole time you really know that she loves you? Well, maybe you need to communicate with her. Maybe you need to talk to her and say, well, this is how I experience it. Instead of building this case in our minds, we're building a case against each other. We're building a case against God in our minds. But we don't dig down to the root of does he love us? Amen. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus. We need to keep our focus forward. Because here's the deal. Faith taken daily leads to a life of endurance. Like if faith is literally the antidote to the world, then we need to take it daily. We need to reassess daily. We need to look to Jesus daily for our daily bread, for our next step. 
because faith taken daily leads to a life of endurance. Faith gives us a reason to celebrate and be thankful in all things. There's a key here. A long time ago, I say a long time ago, it was probably 10 years ago for us. I started hearing, be thankful in all things, for this is the will of, of God in Christ Jesus for you. So if you want to know God's will for you, that's in, I think it's First or Second Thessalonians. I get those mixed up. But if you want to know what the first step is, what is the will of God for you? Be thankful in all things. Not for all things. That would be perverse, right? We can't be thankful for all things. Like we can't be thankful for a child being abused. But no. But you know what we can do is we can be thankful in it because we know that if, if the good guy wins, then he's got our back. If we trust in Jesus, then he's got our back. Even if the things around us don't look like it. If you haven't won, this is, this is an old Aggie saying, you know, the Aggies said that they've never lost a football game. They just ran out of time. <laughs> well, if you haven't won yet, the time clock's still rolling. Amen? But you don't have to believe that. You don't have to have faith in that. You can sit there and you can go, oh, woe is me. Oh, I'm never going to win. I'm not smart enough to win. I, I couldn't run this race if I wanted to. I don't even know what a touchdown is. I've never, I've never made one in my life. So you can go down that road. It's up to you. It's up to me. Are we going to pick up the ball and run or not? Even when we don't feel like it, even when we're tired, even when someone's wronged us, run the race with endurance. Romans 5 is... Again, one of my favorite scriptures. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, there's that word again, faith. We've been justified, not of our works, but of his. Since we've been justified by faith, we have peace. The adverse to anxiety, peace. Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained, obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And because of that, we rejoice not only in, excuse me, we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. Well, I thought this was going to be an encouraging message. It is. You know why we rejoice in our sufferings? Because knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. The good guy wins. There may be some exercise. I hate to run, can't you tell? I hate to, oh, I don't want to run. I hate to run. It's painful. But you know what happens after about a week of that? You realize, man, I, I ran that and I didn't even, I couldn't do that Monday. Now it's Friday and I can already, I can already run further than I did on Monday. Maybe I need to go run Monday. 
just, and, and just test it, just see how that works. So the measure. Romans 12, 3 says this, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. I believe that that measure is the same for each of us. It, it comes out in different gifts. It comes out in different ways. But God has given each of us the measure of faith. And that faith is the faith of Jesus. Not our faith. We're going we're to walk this out a little bit. The point is, we're either pointing our faith towards Jesus or we're pointing our faith towards the world. Like, that's why I say I think we all have the same amount of faith. But the direction you point it makes all the difference in the world. You believe something's going to happen. We each believe something is going to happen. Is it good or bad? That's your decision. We, we, we all have a paradigm. We all believe that in our lives, these certain things are going to happen. But are we using this faith to point it towards God? Or are we pointing it at fear? Are we pointing it at our children being lost? Are we pointing it at we're going to lose our job? Are we pointing it at Jesus and going, my marriage is going to be successful. My career is going to be successful. God is going to provide for me because I'm his heir. My children are heirs of inheritance too. I believe all those things. Noah believed it was going to rain. Yeah, our culture, it doesn't, it doesn't say, no, we're in the worst culture ever. Your kids are never going to have a chance. Well, bull, I will not stand for that. And you are less responsible for that than you think. God can put a hedge around us. He can put a hedge around our kids. You don't know what you don't know. What you're responsible for is seeking God daily, taking faith daily to Him. He'll make everything around you prosper. You'll start understanding each one of your kids and going, well, that didn't work but he's going to give you wisdom on how to respond to those kids. He's going to give you wisdom at work. It's going to cause your employer to profit. And there's, there, is nothing, there is nothing better to an employ, employer than to have employees that, that make him money or her money. That's who we should be as, as children of God. We should be bringing the kingdom with us because maybe that employer hasn't seen that. Maybe he hasn't seen integrity, but you're taking it to there. And you're showing it. And you're not ashamed of who Jesus has made you. So the faith of Jesus. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 
The line here I want you to see is, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Faith is a spiritual gift. It's a fruit of the Spirit, okay? I don't frustrate the grace of God for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ died in vain. We can quit working for it, and we can start receiving it. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So do you want to build your faith? You want to know the secret? Receive the good news. It's, I know it's talking about the word, but it's talking about the word of Christ. It's talking about the gospel. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the gospel the good news that's so much better than we could ever expect for it to be. When we really realize how good the good news is, how good and how much God loves us, our faith is built. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in, in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. There's no lack of faith in the Spirit. In your spirit who God created, if you are a Christian, then he has perfected your spirit. There is no lack of faith in your spirit. There's only a lack of faith in your flesh. We're called to walk by the spirit so that we would not gratify the lust of the, of the flesh. So the faith in your spirit is perfected. And that's why I'm saying, look at which direction it's pointed. That's going to be a quick sign of, okay, am I walking in the faith? Am I walking in the spirit or am I walking in the flesh? Is which direction that your faith is pointed. There's no lack of faith in the Spirit. There is just a lack of knowing and using what God has already given us. That's why we need to take faith daily. Because it, trusting in God daily, He builds us up, He edifies us, and He sends us out. Because what He wants us to be is vessels of His kingdom. He's already taken the ground, but now it needs to be watered. It needs to be planted we need to have faith to do that. When we hear God's word, the Holy Spirit empowers it. And if we receive the truth, God's supernatural faith enters us. We, we were so destitute that we couldn't even believe in the good news on our own. God had to make it his kind of faith available to us so that we could believe in him and receive his salvation. We were saved by using God's supernatural faith to receive grace. So what direction is your faith pointed? The direction that we point our faith reveals to us spirit or flesh, faith or fear. Faith and fear are the same thing, okay? Fear is simply faith pointed in the wrong direction. Remember that. When you have fear, you can go, oh, don't be condemned over it. Just go, oh, 
This is faith in the wrong direction. This is just simply God revealing to me that I haven't trusted him in this area, and he's inviting me to give it to him. Man, it's, it's a great invitation. I will, I will give God my fear for peace. I'll receive peace all day for that. But I have to be aware of which direction I'm pointing my faith. Our mouths are the biggest teller of where our heart is. If you, if you, have, if you hear nothing but negativity coming out of your mouth, then maybe the faith of your heart's pointed in the wrong direction. If you're only talking negative about other people, listen to your words. Just listen to your own words. God is faithful to, to, to reveal to us if we ask Him. So takeaway one, renew our minds with the promises of what God said. We can go to His Word and we can see His promises. Two is recognize who we are in Christ. You can go to Galatians 4, and it talks about how we are heirs with Christ because we've had faith in Him. Three, realize it's more than a feeling, it's faith. You're going to feel goofy when you start saying good things. Instead of, You're actually going to look kind of strange to some of your friends when you start building other people up and, and you don't buy into that little whisper, that little juicy nugget that says, oh, can you believe what Sally did? I, there's a lot of y'all smirking out there. I think you know what I'm talking about. Like, I've been there. I realize it's more than a feeling. It, it's faith. What we say matters. Point our faith in the right direction. One more Scripture for you tonight is Hebrews 10. We started in Hebrews 11. So what came a little bit before that? But recall the former days after you were enlightened. You endured a hard struggle with sufferings, sometimes being publicly accused to reproach and affliction, and sometimes being partners with those so treated. For you, you had compassion on those in prison and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession, an abiding one. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Yet for a little while, and the coming one will come, and will not delay. But my, righteous, but my righteousness, my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. That's a warning we need to take heed of. Our faith is what pleases God. But we're not going to stop there. Because we are not one of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but one of those who have faith and preserve their souls. So the encouraging word tonight is when you have faith, the good guy wins. That's why we're drawn to those stories. That's why we're drawn to the epics. 
because God has created an epic in his word. He's put this desire in us. And we acquire that through faith because we are not those who shrink back and are destroyed, but, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. Faith is the antidote to live. So I'm going to invite the worship team up and we're going to receive communion here in a moment. If you can go ahead and prepare those elements. Father, I ask that you seal this in our hearts. Show us where we've had our faith pointed in the wrong direction. Show us where we've been walking in the flesh and not in our spirit. Lord, let, let us be more aware of you and, and less aware of what we see with our eyes. Because we know that we love you and you, we're called according to your purposes and you're working things for our good as we have faith in you. Lord, we ask that you seal these things in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.